Welcome to Faith to Faith Broadcast. This message will take you from where you are to where you ought to be. Father, we thank you for your word that is about to come forth. I ask, Lord, that everyone here will receive light, understanding in Jesus' name. And let me say loud, Amen. Alright, we've been looking at Isaiah chapter 60 verse 1. Amen. In Isaiah 61, the verse says, Arise, shine, for thy light is come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. Remember that this is King James' language. So, if we're speaking based on today, we'll say, Arise and shine. For your light is come. Not thy. Your light, your light is come. And the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. This scripture is an instruction. The prophet was speaking, at the moment he was speaking, he was speaking specifically to Jerusalem. But now, prophetically, it applies to you and me. And for us in this house, God is saying to us that this month we shine. Hallelujah. And I try to explain what it means to shine. And that for us to shine, it means that Based on what God had said to us previously, before today, it means that we should exhibit the blessing that is upon our lives. It means that we should manifest the blessing that is upon our lives. It means that we should showcase the blessing upon our lives. You know, it is important for the Christian to know that... The Bible already said in Psalm 50 verse 2, it said, Out of Zion, the perfection of beauty, God had shined. What it means is that the reason why this earth will see the glory of God is because of the church. Amen. Because of you. Without you, what will happen? There will be gross darkness. Permit me to read that Isaiah 60. Let me read verse 2. And um, maybe, I don't know if I'll get to three, but let's just read down. After I said, Arise, shine, for the light is come, the glory of God is really upon you. Then he said, Verse two, let's read together. I want to go. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, and gross darkness the people. But the Lord shall arise upon thee, and his glory shall be seen upon thee. Meaning that in the midst of the gross darkness, you will shine. Verse three now says, Because you are shining, something's going to happen. And the Gentiles, foreigners, people that don't know you, they are not related to you, shall come to your lights. Then he said, kings, people in high places, noble men will come to the brightness of your rising. But you know where it begins? 
it begins with light coming to you. Amen. So, the instruction was, arise, shine. Why is he telling him to arise? Because he has the capacity to arise. And that capacity to arise was imparted through light. Everybody say lights. That capacity to arise was imparted through light. That's why I said, arise, shine, for your light has come. And that means that the light you are waiting for, it has come. Now understand something here. That when the scripture is talking about light, within the context of what I'm sharing with you, I'm not just talking about the light of your salvation. Some of you here, you know that you have received Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. It means you've received light. But we're talking about the light of revelation knowledge. The light that comes to you through the Word of God. Remember the scripture. There are two scriptures in Psalm 119. One of them is Psalm 119 verse 105. It said, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. So it talks about God's word as light. Amen. Alright? So the word, thy word, thy word, thy word, thy word. God's word is a lamp to my feet. And a light to my path. What's the difference between lamp to my feet and light to my path? It's talking about the effect of the word in your present and immediate situations and in your future concerns. Hallelujah. That means the word takes care of what I'm doing now and it can take care of my future. Hallelujah. So the word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Then the second um, verse in that Psalm 119 that talks about what God's word as light is the one I really love. Is Psalm 119 verse 130. It says the entrance... The penetration of the word gives light and understanding to the simple. Glory to God. Okay, it means that when light comes, understanding will come. It means you can be around light, but it has not entered. Amen. You didn't hear me well. I said you can be around light, but it has not entered your heart. Do you know there are people that lived with Jesus, that ate with Jesus, that discussed with Jesus, yet they did not understand the scriptures? Hello? Why? Light had not entered their hearts. They were around light. Jesus is referred to as the great light, the true light that lighted every man that cometh into the world. That's what Jesus was called. When the Bible talked about Jesus in Matthew 4 verse 15, He said, he said the, the, from the land of Zebulun to, to, to Naphtali, He said, great light, they that sat in darkness have seen great light. And those that stayed in the shadow of death, light is sprung up. So he referred to Jesus as light. But now Jesus was with his disciples day in, day out. They lived in the same place. Sometimes they slept in the same room. But yet, the Bible says that when he was talking to them, they were dull of hearing. They couldn't understand what he was talking about. Why? The light has not penetrated. If Jesus was with them and they couldn't get light, it means that you can be in church and still not get light. Amen. Are you listening to me? You can be attending church every day. And there are some of you that you are serial churchgoers. Serial churchgoers. They say, Sunday, let's go to church. So, uh, Thursday, let's go to church. I, just, uh, let, uh, I didn't go to church today. Hey, I need to go to church. You go to church. Now, I'm not against that. It's a good practice. But you see, the essence of going to church, must, you must ensure that it's being fulfilled in your life. Don't go to church for religious reasons. Go to the church by revelation. And there is a difference. There is a difference. There is a difference between religiously going to church and going to church because you have revelation. Now, 
if you are going to church religiously, it can happen that you are just following all the activities. But you have not allowed the word, the light in the church to penetrate your heart. What is the church? The Bible calls the church the pillar and ground of truth. So that church is the place when we gather, we fellowship one with another. That role, there's a role, there's a role the church plays in my life. That nothing else can play. Hallelujah. My business can't fill that role. My, my biological family can't, play, can't fill that role. You know, it pains my heart when I see believers talk less of the church than what the scripture said. I call those people that are wiser than the Holy Ghost. Because they know something. They have revelation that the Holy Ghost does not have. The Holy, permit me to announce what the Holy Ghost doesn't know. The Holy Ghost does not know that you can be alright as a Christian without going to church. The Holy Ghost doesn't know. The Holy Ghost does not know that you can, you, can not, you can stay without reading your Bible and be okay. The Holy Ghost doesn't know. The Holy Ghost doesn't know that you can associate with unbelievers and be fine. The Holy Ghost doesn't know. Thank God you know. So, maybe you will teach the Holy Ghost. He has revealed to us from His Word. So I see believers sometimes talk light of these things. You know? And then, you know, and you know, have you seen believers that are trying to prove that they are happy? My brother, don't pretend to be happy. Be happy. <laughs> Amen. Amen. There's a difference between showing someone you are happy and actually being happy. I didn't go to church, but I'm still happy. Happy simple like that. Who are you fooling? It's just like an atheist telling you that <laughs> he's having the best life ever, but he doesn't believe in God. We go quarrel with him. When you finish, you will come and meet me. Is that not so? When you finish talking and talking and talking and giving all the interviews and everything, after you finish all this thing, you will still die. Are you understanding what I'm saying? So, there's no arguments. And most of the time on their deathbed, deathbed, they regret. They regret. I can't remember if it was Billy Graham or someone that said, I've never seen someone that genuinely served God regret it. Praise God. Then he said, I've never seen anyone that served Satan and didn't regret it. At the end, they regretted it. Am I communicating? So, don't be the Christian that is around light, but the light is not penetrating your heart. And how is that possible? If you don't interact with lights, let me go to James chapter 1. The scripture I'm looking for is a scripture that says, um, um, let's start from 21. Let's start from 21. If it's not 21, then it's just before it. Thank you, 21. Thank you. It says, wherefore, I, I don't know, I, I, let's start from 19. 21 is my focus, but let's start from 19. So you will see the build up. You know, um, James, the book of James, you know, when I studied, we, we were reading the book of James, I think this month. 
you know, and studying the book of James, you find that men, everything he was saying was connected. But you know, if you, some of us were introduced to scriptures in parts. Because when you were growing up, they taught you what they call memory verse. So they introduced to you John chapter 1 verse this. Some of you know John 3.16, but you don't know what 15 said. You don't know what 17 said. You don't know what verse 1 said. Amen. You don't even know what made Jesus say what he said in John 3.16. But as you start reading the Bible for yourself, you start reading it in context. Then some verses you always knew start making sense. Alright? Now, in James 1, he said, Wherefore, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath. That's anger. He now tells us something at verse 20, before we go to verse 21. He now says, why is he saying you should be slow to anger? That's the main point. He said, because the anger of man walketh not, sometimes they say produces not, walketh not the righteousness of God. That means that somebody that is angry in the flesh, the righteousness of God can never come out of that kind of anger. I don't like what they're doing in the body of Christ. It can never produce the righteousness of God. Amen. The wrath of man. Do you know why he's talking about the wrath of man? Because there is the wrath of God. Amen. There is the wrath of the spirit. There is a holy anger. So he said, the wrath of man walketh not the righteousness of God. He's in that context. And I told you how to handle these things. Verse 21. Wherefore, lay apart all feeding. That means he's calling that wrath filthiness. <laughs> I understand. That's what I'm reading in context now. He said, lay apart all feediness and super... It's, it's, there's too much nothingness inside you. That's why you're even angry. Amen. He said, and superfluity. Superfluity is abundance, overflow, too much of nothingness. And then he told you something to do. Receive. Everybody receive. Receive with meekness. Alright, why did I come here? I want to just show you how to interact with light. Amen. There are, there are different... Um, the word of God was symbolized by different things. Sometimes the word of God is referred to as water. You know that, right? Amen. Alright. Sometimes the word of God is referred to as bread. Glory to God. Or food. As Jesus said, man cannot live by bread alone. So the word of God. Then sometimes the word of God is referred to as what? Seed. And then sometimes the word of God is referred to as light. So here, he said, receive with meekness. The engrafted word. Um, um, New King James would say, implanted word. Which is able to save your souls. He's telling you the attitude to interact with God's word. The attitude to interact with light. The challenge many people have is that they don't know that light requires attention. Everybody say attention. Now anytime God's word is coming to you, you have a responsibility to give it attention. If you don't interact with the word of God, it will not penetrate your heart. So you can be a Christian for many years, be around the word of God, but it has never penetrated your heart. Do you know why? I've prayed for many sick people for over 20 years. I've prayed for several sick people. I've seen healings, miraculous healings. 
But there's something I know. That when people have terminal issues, alright, and especially like HIV cases, where we've had 100% results in HIV cases, are the cases that the people allowed time to interact with God's word. We've had cases where they say, uh, that man prays for the sick. Then the person comes, a man of God, um, um, he will show me, someone will come and show me a result. He, he, he was holding the paper, he's looking whether someone said, he opened it. I'm not even seeing it. I said, what's that? He, then he closed it back. As, as if we are doing an expo in class. Are you understand? I said, give me the paper. Let me see what it is. Uh, it's positive. <laughs> give me the paper. Let me see what they wrote there. Amen. They allow me to peep inside. It's not like you go to the hospital, the doctor say, what's wrong with you? And something is wrong with your pubic or your private part. You just open it and close it. He said, the doctor will remove everything. I understand. He has to check everything. You understand? He said, no, no, no. Just check it. <laughs> so. So, they bring someone and they say, oh, he has HIV. And then he says, okay, I just came for prayer. No, this is not just prayer. It's not just prayer. And then sometimes you tell them, come for, we have one word from God. Or we have a healing meeting. Come for the meeting. Why am I saying that? Because I know how that thing works in your body. There is darkness in you. Amen. It needs, it, the only thing that will shatter is lights. So in the cases we've had great results, most of them are people that were willing to listen say, come. Sometimes maybe you say, hear God's word. Sit down. Forget about that you are sick. Just hear the word of God. Amen. Forget about that you are sick. Just, you know, the problem with some people is that, because, and if you feel there is somewhere else, you would go and get it. Keep going. Are you understanding me? But if you come to my hospital, you will follow the process. Are you getting what I'm saying? So if you feel that there is another place to go, no problem. Don't come and disturb me. Go to the place. But if you come here, hey, 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 sit. Hear God's word. Hear the word of God. And then, as they keep hearing and hearing, what am I doing? I want them to interact with lights. Amen. Am I complicating? That's what I want. And many Christians don't know that. I've shared a testament of that lady. You know, how she came. I said, can you give me three meetings? Three meetings. <laughs> we don't need anything from you. I'm not telling you for three meetings because what will I do with your HIV? Are you understanding me? I said, I'm trying to help you. What do I need the HIV for? So I said, give me three meetings. And then person comes for the first meeting, the word of God is taught. No prayer. Comes for another meeting, the word of God is taught. No prayer. Come from the third meeting. Then, even me. The Bible said, Paul perceived that he had faith to be healed. I perceived that the person had faith to be healed. Amen. And I said, come. And that's when hands were laid. And the moment hands were laid on her, she received. She received. And she's HIV free today. Amen. She received. But someone say, uh, 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 no, no, no. I just want, I just want, I just want. Listen, let me explain something to you. There's a difference between miracles and magic. Big difference. Some people are looking for magic. Magic is to entertain you. That's magic. The aim of miracle is to help you, not entertain you. A miracle is not out to entertain you, it's to help you. 
is God's help to you. So, some of you need to ask yourself, what am I looking for? Am I looking for magic? Or I'm looking for a miracle? Hallelujah. Alright. So, my point is, receive with meekness. The, receive with meekness is talking about the attitude with which you are interacting with light. Don't sit down here and say, uh-huh, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. No. Receive with meekness means that you are humble to learn. Amen. You are willing to change and make any adjustment that that word will bring to you. That's receiving with meekness. I'm quoting the scripture we just mentioned. James 1.21. Alright? Receive with meekness. Wherefore, lay apart all feelings for future of need and receive with meekness the engrafted word, the implanted word, which is able to save your souls. I will plead with you in this second half Receive with meekness. Receive with what? Meekness. And I said something in the first service. I need to establish it again. It is that interaction with the word of God that gives room for conception to take place. And I used an illustration. The person I used to illustrate is not here today. Alright? It's not here in this second service. So I'll use another person now. Now, I explained. I said, it's not every time that couples engage sexually that there is conception. It doesn't happen like that. And if it happened like that, there will be no space in the world. You agree with me? No, it's not. it doesn't happen like that. Ask the King Stanley. It doesn't happen like that. Amen. At different points, sometimes you see people that have been married for three months, six months, then before conception takes place. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Now, the word of God is there's a similarity. It's not every time you engage with God, God's word that conception takes place. But I said something you cannot fake conception. If it has happened, it has happened. You will see the result of it. Am I communicating? You can't fake it. So, see, conception is not mm, word. Mm, deep. That's not con- no, 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 no. That's not that's not conception. That you are excited doesn't mean you have conceived. Hello, that's the only way I can say it. That you are excited doesn't mean you have what conceived. When conception happens, a process has started. A child is coming. Amen. In the same way, when conception happens, the process said a miracle is about to happen. Am I communicating? The thing here is not that you heard the word and you are excited. No, no, no. You are staying with the word until conception takes place. You will have as many births as the conceptions you have. You will have as many miracles and outcomes as the conceptions you have. Not as many times as you engage with the word. Amen. Am I communicating? So, now if you want to increase how many conceptions you have, increase your engagements. Amen. With lights. I don't forget what I'm saying. Okay? So, sometimes, you know, some of you are so busy. And sometimes you ask, what are you busy doing? What's really important? That now service closes. What are you going to do next? 
What will you do before tomorrow? Can you just sit and put an hour or two just hearing God's word? Amen. If that thing, that project, that thing you want to achieve is important to you, then give attention to God's word. You know that scripture in John 15, um, verse 7, alright? It's a popular verse of scripture. John chapter 15, verse 7. Now, I love the scripture because it says, If ye abide in me, now, I believe that if I'm born again, I'm abiding in Him. For in Him I move, in Him I live, in Him I have my being. But He now says something else. And my rhema, that's the, the, the translation there. And my rhema abide in you. He says, He didn't say, I will give you something. He said, You shall ask what you will, and it shall be done unto you. Huh. So I can ask that's like I can ask what I want. But see the smartness of this scripture. Before you ask what you want, his words are already in you. His words are his will. Amen. Amen. Are you understanding what I'm saying? It means that what God is saying is that if you allow me to influence you, anything you ask, I will give you. Because if I've influenced you, you always ask for the right things. You didn't hear me well. You didn't hear me well. You always ask for the right things. If my words abide in you, that's the condition. You shall ask what you will. The challenge is that some people want to ask what they will, but they've not allowed the word abide in them. The word abiding in you sometimes takes time. Amen. Are you listening to me? It takes time. It takes time. It needs attention. Repeated listening and hearing. Then, conception takes place. And from that moment, you don't have to act anything. If conception has happened, we're just waiting for time. If somebody didn't conceive, you are counting nine months. Would there be a baby after nine months? No, you're wasting your time. Okay, we say, oh, these people now, they are married. They will start counting nine months. If, if they have not engaged, there is no... We are just counting nine months. Nine months will reach, nothing is going to happen. But if conception has take, taken place, changes start happening. Are you understanding me? Changes start... Body changes start happening. It's the same way. When conception has taken place, it starts altering your life. It starts affecting what you are doing. Amen. Am I communicating? That's what it does. It starts affecting what you are doing. My prayer is that this season, you will allow conception to take place. You will interact with light. Amen. And that light will penetrate in the name of Jesus Christ. It's the entrance of the word that gives light. Now, why am I saying this? Because of Isaiah 60 verse 1. Isaiah 60 verse 1 says, Arise, shine, for your light is come. He's talking to the man that has received light to arise. It means you cannot arise if your light has not come. So if I announce prophetically to you, arise! I am talking to you because I believe that light has penetrated. If light has not penetrated, you cannot arise. It doesn't matter how many times I say it. Amen. So, you have an assignment. You have a responsibility to sit 
with light until it comes to your heart. And then you'll be able to arise. What does it mean to arise? I said to arise means that God is saying change your posture. Adjust your posture from where the light met you. It met you here. Now change your posture. It met you in a seated position. Now stand up. It met you in a position of fear. Now be in faith. Amen. It met you in a position of inactivity. Now act. Change your posture. If you remain with the same posture after light has come, nothing is going to happen. But if you adjust your posture based on the light that has come, you will shine. Amen. You will shine. I don't know if you get any clarity here. You will shine. You will shine. I've, sa- I've said this before. Years back, we've been praying. In 2003, 17 years ago, I had written out the teachings I was going to do on television. And then we started shooting. We, aired, we shot, that's when I mean shooting now, we're recording the messages. Okay, I sat down, we preached the messages, preached them, part one, part two, preached them, recorded them. And then, waited. Nothing was happening. You know how you, are, you feel you are ready, but everything around you has not agreed that you are ready. Are you understanding what I'm saying? So we went ahead and kept doing other things that we were doing. But we kept praying and kept praying and just doing our own part. Then one day, I had a vision. I've shared this before. Towards 2018 to 2009 or thereabouts. And in the vision, I saw a big shoe. The shoe was like the size of a bucket. I've never seen that kind of shoe in my life. And then I heard a voice say to me, put your leg in the shoe. I said, that shoe is not my size. The voice said the second time to me, put your leg in the shoe. I said, it's not my size. The third time, it it dawned on me that that was the Spirit of God talking to me. So, I put my leg in the shoe. And dramatically, I just became big. And became the size of the shoe. That's all that happened in the vision. But you know how um, spiritual things are, alright? Spiritual things, uh, the Holy Ghost, the interpretation of what you have seen is complete in your spirit. Are you understand what I'm saying? Okay? So when that happened, my heart was enlarged. All I knew was that I was ready for television. Amen. And let me tell you what happened. The moment, the same thing I did in 2003. And I said, we need uh, someone that is going to help us record, um, um, do professional camera handling, blah, blah, blah. We got a guy. As we were preparing for that shooting, the same thing I taught in 2003. The same messages. I taught them again. Amen. In 2009, we shot this, um, exercising your spirit, uh, um, um, spirit of faith. Da, da, da. I taught them again. Taught them again. And while I was teaching, a guy showed up. He met us through someone. He said, A new television station is just coming to town. Would you like to be on it? I said, How much? He mentioned it. I said, No. He said, It's coming from Lagos. I said, That's Lagos price. How much here? <laughs> you know. 
so we went back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And then, why was the station coming at that time? Everything was in place. Are you understanding me? Everything. Now, so I could arise because light had come. The light that came to me was that I've entered my big shoe moment. Amen. That that thing that I couldn't do before, now I can do it. Amen. That's not light that has come. That means God has given me light about that particular thing. But it took years. Are you listening to me? It took years. It took a while. But I understood it. I understood it. So I'm saying to you that as you're listening in this service, light will come to you. And as you interact with the light of God's word in scripture, sometimes you're praying, you're reading your Bible, you're doing whatever you're doing, you're listening to messages, then light will come. If that light doesn't come, you cannot arise. If you change your posture without light, you will just collapse. You will even enjoy yourself further. Are you listening to me? That's why a lot of believers sometimes attempt to... See, that we call it corresponding action. We call it corresponding action. What does it mean? I use I, um, Acts chapter 14 verse 7 to explain it. In Acts 14 7, Paul came to a place, from verse 7 down to 10. Paul came to a place, Lystra, to preach the gospel. And there they preached the gospel. Alright? And there they preached the gospel. Verse 8. Alright? He now said, next verse. And there sat a certain man at Lystra, impotent in his feet. The man was crippled from his mother's womb, who never had walked. The same heard Paul speak, who steadfastly beholding him, and perceiving that he had, Paul was steadfastly beholding him, and perceiving that he had faith to be healed. How did faith to be healed come to the man? Through what Paul was preaching. Light came into his heart. Amen. Did you get that? Light came into his heart. Then what happened in verse 10? He said with Paul, said with a loud voice, Stand upright. That's arise. Everybody say arise. Stand upright on your feet. And what happened? And he leaped and walked. Let me say this to you. If he tried to leap and walk before the message, he would have injured himself. Are you listening to me? Are you getting what I'm saying? If he had tried... Now, he couldn't walk before. Even when he came for the meeting, he could not still walk. So, let's suppose before Paul started preaching, he attempted to stand up and leap. To leap and walk. He would crash. A lot of believers are attempting to arise when light has not come. They are attempting to act. They want to start the project when light has not come. Revelation has not come. And then they bring the one that says, eh, but nini. In one way, I don't know all my, where all my things are always bent. All your things are bent because your things are never happening with lights. Now, for the case of this man, the man didn't have wisdom to arise. So Paul had to instruct him as the Holy Ghost instructed some of you. Light has come. Arise. Amen. Go and do it now. Go and do it now. That's why sometimes a prophetic word will come. will be in a service and they will tell somebody, Hey, that thing that you went to do yesterday and the door was closed, go today and do it. What we are telling you is to arise. Hallelujah. Because light has come. When light comes, <laughs> things are arranged for you. Are you getting what I'm saying? It means that, I don't know how to put it. Time and chance have aligned for you. Are we together? I give you another illustration in Luke chapter 5. That Jesus will use the boat of Peter to, um, to, to preach. And Peter had been on that boat and told all night and he didn't catch anything. 
Then Jesus said, now, let down your nets. That's arise. Amen. Are we together? Because he had been hearing Jesus as he was sitting down there waiting for them to collect, to collect his boat back. He was hearing God's word. Amen. Because Jesus was preaching. If you were there, Jesus preached exactly the way I preach. Exactly. No difference. Amen. Exactly. Amen. So, he was preaching. The way you are feeling now, that's how you were felt when Jesus was preaching. Amen. You know, that's exactly. How do I know? When you get to heaven, you ask him. Amen. So, as he was preaching, faith came to Simon's heart. But he didn't know what to do. So Jesus said, let down your nets. That's arise. Amen. And as he put his nets, what happened? There was a miracle. Am I communicating? Now, what if he had tried to throw his net without, before Jesus preached? Nothing was going to happen. He would still catch nothing. Listen, it's not, more effort will not change your story. You didn't hear me well. I said, more effort will not change your story. No, we're going to, it's not hustle. We will hustle in this town. <laughs> we will hustle, we will hustle, we will hustle. Listen to me. Let God put air in your hustle. Let him blow some breeze in your hustle. Amen. Glory to God. Are you listening to me? If not, you just ah, people will be wondering, my brother. They see you are you're working hard. Is a, a very hard working man, no. But have you heard them say that about somebody? She's a very hard working girl. But you work so hard. You are more in the hospital than when you are, than you are even in the bank to collect money. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Glory to God. Because you walk yourself to death. It's the type that will be in the hospital and say, Ah, everybody came to see me in the hospital. Who is in the shop? Yet, it's not happening as you want it to happen. I pray that the Spirit of God will bring you into a new season in this second half. I pray that you will allow light penetrate your heart. And I pray that the wisdom to arise will dawn on you in the name of Jesus Christ. You will arise. Stand up and take that action. So, this second half, right? What we're going to be doing in our midst here is that we'll be rising to the occasion. We'll be changing our posture to adjust to what the light has brought to us. That we will make up our minds. We are arising from, 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 from ignorance. Amen. From ignorance. What well, we didn't know. But now light has come. We know. Amen. We know. We now know. We arise from indolence. We arise from procrastination. Don't worry. I will do it tomorrow. No. Do it now. May that spirit and that sense of urgency drop in your heart. Amen. You arise. And do what you're supposed to do. Glory to God. Listen, this second half, as you arise, you will shine. You will shine. Your business will shine. You will shine in your career. You will shine in your family. You will shine in your community. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. To shine means that you are visible enough not to be ignored. Amen. You are so visible, you can't be ignored. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. For somebody to say you are not there, they will have to close their eye. 
You know, some people are so full of hate that they become blind. You know, they are people like that. They will refuse to acknowledge that God is at work in your life. Have you seen someone arguing with someone's success? Now, is that one success? Imagine someone that's not happy. Is there no Bill Gates? No, no, no. That, is that success? I bet, don't let me do my email, but he's using Microsoft Word. So whether you deny it or not, you are a partaker of his success. So I want to announce that people will partake of your success, even if they don't like it. The only way someone can successfully hate you is to be unreasonable. <laughs> Amen. Amen. It's to be unreasonable. Imagine someone that has a beef with Donald Trump. They were in school. And then he says, just because he's president, does that mean he has succeeded? Have you been president before? Does someone become president? Is presidency for everybody? Even if he's an idiot, he has achieved so much. He has achieved what other idiots have not achieved. Are you listening to me? Yeah, even if you say he's an idiot, he has achieved what idiots are. He's a great idiot. Are you listening to me? Live long. Live long. And I'll tell you how to live long. Beef not. Amen. <laughs> Amen. You live long. Hallelujah. You live long. Live long. Others will succeed. You will succeed. Accept that. Amen. Someone's success is not a hindrance to your success. I'm helping someone here. Are you listening to me? That someone got married doesn't mean you will not get married. Hello? So some of you that you go on social media, you see someone, hey, you know, especially you're a lady, and then someone jilted you. You know, it broke your heart. Because you gave it to him. And then now, he is now married. And they are smiling. Person, I call. Let me use it for example. Come. It's better I use it. If I use another person, you will not agree now. <laughs> so let's see. Let's see. This. Is As you saw that picture, your day is pulsed. Your own picture will soon happen. That they took a picture and they did it like that does not stop you from getting married. How does somebody's wedding hinder your own? Hello? You know, let me give an example. Have you seen a bird angry that another bird is flying? Birds are supposed to fly. <laughs> are you understanding what I'm saying? The bird is flying. He's flying. He's flying. He's flying. And the bird is crying that the other bird is flying. But birds fly. Human beings will live. They will have children. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Are you understand what I'm saying? 
So you see a bird flying, he's angry. <laughs> he's flying. No, you can't be angry. Be smarter than a bird. Amen. Live long. If Jesus studies, live long so that you will see our next 20th, our 40 years anniversary. Amen. Live long. Live long. Live long. So, hey, you see, people, listen, people will offend you. But you have a right to decide how you respond to their offense. Are you listening to me? You choose how you respond. You will be the one to make that choice. Some of you are angry with people that don't even know you are alive. How can you be having high blood pressure for someone that doesn't know you on, on Facebook? This guy is an idiot. Do you know he's an idiot? Anytime I see him, I'm very angry. Anytime I see him, I'm very angry. The person doesn't even know you. Amen. Glory to God. He doesn't know you. He doesn't even know what you are saying. Glory to God. Stop your neighbor and say, be happy. Just point to your neighbor and say, be happy. I'm talking to you. Be, be, be happy. Now, I didn't say, pretend to be happy. Don't act happiness. Be happy. When you want to take a picture, don't say, hey, hey, hey. When you're not taking a picture, these are your normal faces. No. Hallelujah. I choose to be happy. I choose to be happy. Choosing to be happy is choosing to live long. Did you hear me? Yeah. There's some of you here, you're just 35. But you look like 55. Because you are 35 plus 20 years of trouble. Amen. How could you be having wrinkles at 28? What will be left of you at 40? Amen. Even as I'm saying that, you cannot even laugh. You can't even laugh now. Laugh. Laugh. The laughter is free. Are they said taxing laughter? Is there tax for laughter? Love. Amen. Glory to God. Be happy. Be happy. You know, you live here now, you cannot afford to go and buy uh, a, a, a bottle of wine and drink and all that. If it is water, you can buy. If it is Coke or Fanta, when you sit down to drink it, drink it with joy. Stop cursing the, the noodles when you are cooking it. You know this don't kill me. I will kill you know this one day. <laughs> you know this don't kill me. I will kill you know this one day. Me and know this God. When will you separate us? <laughs> no, don't eat you know this like that. That's why when you are even eating you know that, it is ent- <laughs> Why? It's because of the, you have caused you know, the unnoticed is angry. See, eat it with love. Eat it with love. Let me say something to you. Your environment is not your problem. It's how you are relating with it that is the problem. Be, listen, stop quarreling with your environment. You might not be happy that you are there. But you see, it's important for you to know how to respond so that you can leave that place earlier than now, than, than, you are, than, than, than 
what's the word to use now? Earlier than later. If not, you will stay there. You come back, you hit your house, you kick the door. Back in this house. <laughs> you see, you will not go. <laughs> but you come back today, your, your attitude is different. Father, I thank you that I have a house I'm staying in. I thank you that I have a room I can put my head in. You have better plans for me. My path is as a shining light. It will shine brighter and brighter. You start learning how to relate that way. Some of you, are, you desire friends, new friends, new networks. What have you done with the ones you have? All my friends are mumu. All of them are mumu. Then you are praying. Oh no, give me a new friend. Oh my, give me. What have you done with the friends you have? Listen, if you don't honor the relationships God has given you, you won't have more. So there are relationships. Honor them. Honor the relationships you have. Honor it. Thank God that you have a neighbor that you can go and collect salt from. Do you know that my neighbor? The only thing I ever give you is salt. <laughs> he can never give you ten naira, only salt. Thank God there's a neighbor that gives you salt. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Lift your hands and thank you. As we're lifted, as our hands are lifted, let the burdens on your shoulder be lifted. Let the troubles of your heart roll away. Let the peace of God flood your heart. Everything that has caused you pain, I minister life to you right now. I minister healing and wholeness to you. Be healed within your soul. In the name of Jesus Christ. Everything that has been a struggle in your heart, let it be broken right now. I pray for that release to come from within you. In the name of Jesus Christ. That this second half, you will not pretend to be happy. You will be truly happy. In Jesus' mighty name. And let the people of God say loud amen. amen. Say loud amen. amen. Glory to God. Thank you for listening to this message. If you have been blessed, you can reach us by email on info at faithtofaithonline.org or call us on 234-806-361-3560. You are big, blessed, and loaded. Take it to Matthew,